1: 6.30 Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.
2: Hopped it back to Nugent Hopkins. McDavid had it elude, and now a turnover by Johns. Richard score! Alex Chase buries it! His first goal in 11 games puts away his former team! 2-1 Edmonton in Overtime! Alex Chason with his ninth of the season, his third career overtime winner, and the Oilers steal one in Dallas, 2-1 the final. All three goals in this game scored on the power play. We'll discuss that. We'll discuss the play that led to Chason getting that shot away. But the big story tonight, and no doubt about it, the first star of the game, goaltender Miko Koskinen, who comes up with 42 saves this evening, Rob, and I mean he was good throughout the game. But I I thought especially in the first period when the Oilers weren't in it at all, it's kind of a odd second and third period because there was a lot of penalties, a lot of kind of pucks bouncing around, bodies flying around. But in that first period, the Oilers were not ready to go. Dallas was. He made 16 stops in the first period, kept it scoreless.
3: Yeah, Dallas came out, and they came out hot. And when you play against a team that played the night before and they traveled, you try to take advantage of them early in a hockey game. And Dallas did the best they could. They threw everything at Koskinen. They had, you know, the puck on their best players a number of times. I mean, Koskinen got the a break on a, a Sagan post shot, but for the most part, Cox, Koskinen was, was locked in. And this is just kind of a reoccurring theme right now for the Edmonton Oilers. They're getting uh, quality goaltending starts each and every night, uh, whether it's Smith or Koskinen, both of them at the end of the night, you're thinking, all right, all right, our goalie was better than their goalie. Our specialty teams was better than their specialty teams. That's usually the, the recipe for success. So Koskinen, who has fallen a little bit behind Smith in, in the rotation and, and probably in the depth chart, had his opportunity tonight against a very good dallas team i mean dallas is good they are they will battle for the western conference crown by the end of the playoffs uh but edmonton came in got the solid goaltending effort and were able to to get take two important points away from a good dallas team
2: so in overtime nugent hopkins while it was three on three cuts in front lindell sprawls clips nugent hopkins skate the orders go to the power play and then a very odd four on three power play goal. It came actually the Oilers had failed to connect on a couple of passes, and then Johns looks like he's gonna fire it down the ice, doesn't come up with it. And it's basically a mini breakaway for Chase on
3: Yeah, it was it's too bad if you're a Dallas Star fan because they had played the the penalty kill pretty good to that point. They they killed off a five on three earlier in the game. Uh, they do everything they want on the penalty kill. They force the bad passes. Nugent Hopkins gets forced up top. He has nothing he can do. He just throws it in the corner. And Johns, who I thought had an excellent game for the Dallas Stars tonight, very physical, has a chance to rim the puck down. And that would have taken a good, you know, 20, 25 seconds off of the the power play. And when he went to shoot, and he had nobody near him. He had, uh, there was no one with a stick near him, no body near him, nobody in front of him. No one was going to come close to getting him. And when he went to shoot the puck out, He just read the the angle wrong. He read the the bounce off the boards incorrectly, and the puck just goes off his heel. And at that point, Chason picks the puck up, and there's no chance. Dallas has nobody near the net. Chason has a chance to take the net, and what you liked about it was he took the net and shot. Sometimes when you're playing with Connor or Leon, you might feel, okay, the better play is to give it to them he just took the puck put it on net and chase on who has been snake bitten as of late scores a very important goal for for himself and for the team and the Oilers come away with uh two points and
2: it it was a very exciting hockey game so the oilers have won three straight they bump up their record to 36 23 and eight and at the moment they're in first place in the pacific division but of course vegas is on the ice right now and they lead New Jersey 1-nothing after two periods. So, uh worst case scenario, the Oilers are in second place and they get, you know, keep a gap between them five points now ahead of Calgary, six ahead of Vancouver, six ahead of Winnipeg, seven ahead of Minnesota. So, you know, and again, those teams are are running out of games in terms of trying to catch the Oilers.
3: Yeah, the Oilers have set themselves up nicely. The other two Canadian teams, though, are right in the thick of it, both Calgary and Vancouver. One of them is going to make the playoffs simply because they're going to be in third place in the division. The other, I, I feel, may fall out of it. As Winnipeg is playing very well as of late. They've snuck into a playoff spot, Minnesota's come out of nowhere they fire their coach Dean Everson has taken over there and they've been on a roll right now they're looking good Nashville still hasn't games in hand although they lost a big one and then uh, Arizona who all of a sudden all those games that they played more than everybody everybody is caught up to them in games they're only a, a point or two out so it's going to be an exciting finish and the Oilers have extended the points between them and the teams behind them now they can watch the other teams beat each other up trying to find that last playoff spot
2: two one in overtime the oilers take it nugent hopkins in the second period Klingberg in the third period and then as you heard rob discussing chase on in overtime nugent hopkins gets a goal and an assist he's our fourth star tonight for west point of windermere a private estate lot only community just off terwilliger drive visit white eagle homes the three stars Koskinen first star Chasen the second star Klingbar- Klingberg gets picked as the uh, third star this was picked by uh, a Dallas radio station that covers the games and the special teams were very prevalent in this game 11 power plays total in the game the Oilers went two for five Dallas goes one for six and in that first period when the Oilers were outplayed they killed off two penalties Dallas, as you mentioned, killed off an Oilers 5-on-3 for a minute 14 in the second period. That prevented the Oilers from going up 2 nothing.
3: Yeah, the penalty killers for both teams were very, very good. Unfortunately for, for the Dallas Stars, the, they just gave the Oilers one too many power plays. Uh, again, the, the Oilers penalty killers come through big, big, in, a, in a big game against a power play that has been hot as of late. And, and Dallas, is, they've got two strong power players. They can put two different groups out there that can cause you problems. I, I think this was a, a game that should benefit the others because there was more penalties called. Having said that, I think this was a poorly officiated game both ways. I think both teams got penalties that were uh, horrible. I mean, uh, if you want to start right at the end, the Larson call, that was a terrible call behind the net. Yeah, he finished his check clean. And he gets it. And then, I mean, they missed. The ones they missed, Nurse drilled a guy headfirst into the boards. He doesn't get called. Nurse gets pushed in the boards. They call that. Uh, Ben gets speared in the face. And like that that one drives you crazy because I mean the puck is there and he gets yeah. a stick right in the face his head snaps back none of the refs no, see it that was Ennis
2: yeah. I mean Ennis isn't doing that on purpose no that's no it ob- wasn't it's on an purpose high but, stick, but that is know, an like, obvious like, 2 minute like, penalty if anything's obvious that one was the, obvious
3: the Leon Draisaitl penalty he got for a slash was 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 horrible I mean that's something that it happens every shift out there at least four or five times and five or six times worse than what he did so it was a horribly ref hockey game Yet, in horribly rough hockey games, when it's bad for both teams, that usually benefits the Oilers because there's more power plays and the Oilers are better, especially teams than any team in the National Hockey
2: League. All right, 2-1. The Oilers win it tonight. They will wrap up their three-game road trip in Chicago on Thursday. Then they're home for four starting on Saturday against the Columbus Blue Jackets. When it's a four-on-three in overtime, and we saw the Oilers lose a game last week in Anaheim. Mm -hmm. Actually, I guess it was uh, a week ago today against the Ducks. When when there's a four on three no, I'm starting to think might have been last Monday I don't know it's a bit of a blur Uh, when you have when you have a four on three in overtime if you're the team on the power play and you were a power play player in your career do you do you set up differently or if if you're using your five on three alignment which guy gets left out like how do you do it
3: uh, no it's different than a five on three uh, a five on three is more of a, a four a box plus one so you have two guys down on the goal line opposite hands you have a guy in the slot and then you have your two guys up high and then you move it around that way and then you've just become interchangeable uh, a, a four and three is a, a diamond you have the two guys on their off sides, usually, but the others actually use a lefty. But you have two guys on the corners. You have a guy up top and you have a guy in front. I personally, and I know that we had, so was it Alan May we had last week, talked about the fact, I, I agreed with him, when I like a 4-on-3 better than a 5-on-3. There just seems to be more space out there to make plays. To me, if you get a 4-on-3 power play in overtime, the game should be over. It, you just should not be able to defend that if you're if you're defending against the the four guys that are out there. I like the fact that Tippett went with four forwards. Uh, Jack called it brave. I called it just smart. I mean, your four best players are forwards. You put them on the ice and, and the others did that and uh, it's something that gets practiced because you there there are quite a few over the course of the season power plays and overtime. But what I really liked in a talk with Bob, Right after the game, is Nugent Hopkins, when he had the puck in overtime before the penalty, realized that it was a forward and a defenseman on defense, and he was coming down two on two against, I believe it was Klingbert or, or Lindell. Lindell. He coming down on Lindell, and
2: came across. Yeah. The so
3: then middle. he Turk took off from Lindell and went down one on one on the forward instead. Because he realized, I can beat that guy one-on-one. He did, which forced Lindell to haul him down. So a nice play by Nugent Hopkins. Uh, To me, he would have been one of the three stars in the game. He had a fantastic hockey game out there tonight. And another guy that has taken a lot of abuse here over the last month or two, Darnell Nurse, had an excellent hockey game tonight. Almost 31 minutes in this game. Heavy, hard minutes against the Dallas Stars. He was very good tonight for an Edmonton or other team that... Came away with two big points.
2: And Nurse plays 30 50. Tonight, Bear plays 24 14. Uh, they don't use Matt Banning a lot. He plays ten oh two. Chris Russell winds up playing fifteen thirty seven. Here's one that jumps off the stat sheet tonight. And this might be one of the weirdest stats of the year Riley Shan took 15 face offs. Oh, he did, I did not win not a single face off. Oh, oh, he went 0 for 15 oh, oh, oh. in face offs tonight.
3: I, I'm gonna say this without looking at every single stat. This would be the worst face-off night of Riley Sheehan's career. And, I, and it's funny I didn't notice. Although they kept showing at the end of the periods up on Sportsnet, they kept saying the the they showed the hits and the face-offs, and Dallas was dominating in the face Sixty-nine percent. So all night long. Well, now now we know why. Um, and that's why again the importance of Leon Drysaddle to this team. At the end of the game, when they were shorthanded, who was out there taking the face-offs? Leon Drysaddle, because he's their best face-off guy. And the second-best faceoff guy went 0 for on the night, so you couldn't afford to put him out on the ice. But yeah, I didn't even notice that stat, but... That is a weird one. That's one where you want to burn the game sheet if you're Riley Shea. And I, like, I don't want to see that. And other weird stats tonight, too. No, I guess not weird, but Tyler Ennis starts on the first line tonight. He plays only nine minutes. Part of that, a big part of that, is the power play penalty kill. And the other player involved in the trade deadline only plays just under 10 minutes. So the the two least amount of ice time tonight were the two guys picked up at the deadline by the Edmonton
2: Oilers. Uh, Well, a couple tough penalties for Athanasiou, though Tippett did put him right Mm -hmm. out there after uh, the one penalty, and he had a bit of a scoring chance coming out of the penalty box in the second period. We'll we'll see where it goes with him. I I don't think they want to... He only played 12 minutes last night, so he's not playing a ton. I don't think they want to totally take him out of the game. But I think... Probably some details he needs to iron out if I'm going to put it politely
3: well uh, Let's just say he does not have the trust of the coaching staff in certain situations yet, right and The only way you get that trust and we heard Dave Tippett talk about when he talked about it With with Ryan Nugent Hopkins that Ryan Nugent Hopkins has trust by every coach He's ever had because he's earned it with the way he's played over the course of his career double-a hasn't earned that yet uh, and He still has a bit of a a window to show what he's capable of doing. But again, this is a, the Oilers are going to make the playoffs. And the last 15 games of this season are an audition for everyone on this team to see who gets to start in the playoffs, who gets to play in that first game. So it's like an exhibition season where you okay, hey, I want to be an opening night. Now these guys here, and there's there's obviously guys cemented where they're going to be, but there's a, probably about five or six guys right now that are fighting to stay in the lineup come playoff time when everyone gets healthy. Double A is one of those players.
2: All right, 2-1, the Oilers take it in overtime. Alex Chason got the winner. This man had a goal and an assist. Ryan Nugent-Hopkins.
4: <coughs> Outstanding from, uh, from first period on. Um, held us in there when we uh, probably weren't playing our best but um, back-to-back, I mean, uh, against a team
0: like that, you need
4: your goalie to step up, and he definitely did that tonight. It's a
3: guy that hasn't played lots just because the other guy is yeah, on are such a hot streak, but when you, he can come in and, and put in a performance like that. What
4: does it say about Yeah, I mean, we have so much confidence in both guys. that it's uh, I mean, our game doesn't change when uh, one's in or the other's in. I mean, uh, we obviously don't want to give up that many chances against, but we have the confidence that if we can try and keep him to the outside as much as possible and not give him those
0: great days, then uh, they're going to performed well for us. It's right. a- what did you say about this team that you're able to win a game like this?
4: Huh? I mean, we just. I mean, we just grinded it out for 60. I mean. Uh... maybe we were into our best in the first period but we just uh, we kept coming we didn't uh, get down ourselves and like like we just said I mean Miko obviously held us in but uh, we just kept pushing and uh, didn't deflate as a team.
0: Do you think a win like this coming off of last night's where the so high octane offense you win a completely different way I think that says something about this team going you know back half of this or late in the season into potentially playoffs. Uh,
4: Yeah for sure I mean we got to be able to win games like this I mean we can uh, as the rest of the year goes on we can look back and um, at this game because I mean it's. It's a, it's a hard-fought game all the way through the 60s. So um, this is a playoff playoff uh, atmosphere in here, and uh, it was a playoff game tonight. And um, I mean, the, the fact that we can get it done tonight is, uh, is definitely big for the team. think? More impressive
0: good. than yesterday.
4: Different way, yeah, different way, but, I mean, it, uh, it's just as impressive. What do you think of Alex's sniping sniping overtime there? Yeah, no, it was a great shot. I mean, uh, picked his corner, and when he gets a chance like that, he's usually going to bury it, but, I mean, uh, great job uh, finishing off.
0: Are you in the running to uh, start being the quarterback of the power play now, or what? <sighs> yeah,
4: I mean, well, maybe not after that pass that I just <laughs> threw down the corner, but ended up working out, so I uh, just threw a different look in there, but, um, yeah, just happy to get it done.
2: All right, there's the nudge as the Oilers win 2-1 in overtime. $50 donation to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous, 25 bucks per goal all season long from Ascendant Financial. When the name of the game is life, there's Ascendant Financial visit coveredalberta.ca. We're looking for someone to finish the play. Your thoughts or comments on the game and the team are welcome as well. 780-496-0063. That is the number to both call and text. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, overtime open line courtesy Heartland Ford. Haskinen shot, save Koskinen. Rebound back to Haskinen. Lunging, Haskinen knocked it down. Yamamoto fished it off his stick. Ben threw it across. Como banked it off the boards. Haskinen shot, save Koskinen on a redirect. A lot of options for the save of the game, courtesy Jiffy Lube, B-Wise Winterize. The shots tonight in favor of Dallas. 43-27 but Miko Koskinen makes 42 saves and the Oilers pull it out 2-1 in overtime with Alex Chason getting the winner Koskinen's record improves to 17-13 and 2 on the season. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown thanks a lot for joining us tonight it is 9-51 we'll have more post game reaction coming in from Dallas in a few minutes but first we'll go to Donald on line 1 who's also our finish the play contestant tonight Donald but first give us your thought on the game
3: uh, yeah, I like, I like pretty like a lot of it. Um, I didn't get to see the uh, the overtime, but uh, no, I like the way the Oilers are playing, and uh, just nice after last year to kind of have some hope that they actually might
2: make the playoffs this year. <laughs> well, they're they're looking very good to get in. I, I don't know if you listen a lot, Donald, but I, I often reference a website called Sports Club Stats. And they do billions of simulations after every night of the rest of the season. Coming into tonight, the Oilers were at 96.1%, so that'll go up even higher after today. Now, it's a simulation. It's not reality, but it shows you how difficult it is at this time of year for teams in a chase position to try to track down the teams ahead of them. Yeah. All right. Do you want to finish the play? Let's do it. All right. He already has up to eight days parking at Jet Set Parking, the best price on Edmonton Airport Parking. Book online, jetsetparking.com. Self-park as low as $5.98 per day with the promo code CHED. And the Oilers break up ice. Here's McDavid, a three on two. Wide open, Nugent-Hopkins shot. save made on Tyler Ennis by goaltender Anton Hudobin. Donald, are you an Edmontonian? <laughs> yep. And you're aware that Tyler Ennis is an Edmontonian? Yeah. Have you followed the young man's career before he became an Oiler? Uh, a little bit. Okay. Well, here's the uh, question: Where did he play in the Western Hockey League? Was it Victoria or Medicine Hat? Was Let's it go Vi- with, uh, Medicine Hat? It was absolutely. He was a Medicine Hat Tiger for four seasons. Good stuff, Donald. Stay on the line. That good. Thanks. His name's going into the grand prize draw for one hour at Fast Track Indoor Karting. That's valued at a thousand bucks, Rob.
3: That's where I go. That's where I park. When I go to the airport, I always park there. At Fast Track Indoor Karting or oh, no. Jet Set. Parking? Oh, Jet Set. Would we had we moved to the next one already? Yes.
2: Now I going to he got the Jet Set parking. Now his name's going now in. Now that I hour. think
3: about it, a thousand dollars at Jet Set parking would be a lot.
2: Safe, adrenaline pumping Fund, Fast track karting,
3: I could I go. could go on a seven year trip with a thousand dollars worth of parking. <laughs> and I might. That's...
2: Well, good for you, Rob. Thank you. Doug and Lloyd Minster texting in. You know I used to work there? I do know that, yep. Uh, he says, uh, you guys have been talking about Jujar all year that he has to play better. Well, it seems like he does just enough on his shifts to have a good game. He's hard to get rid of. Uh, I don't know how to rate the guy. Um, uh, he says it's hard uh, when the big two have an off game, but the uh, some of the others are there to fill the gap. Uh, Jujar is... Uh, He's, he's had a tough year. Over. He has. I, right I now, thought he might come out tonight.
3: So did I. To me, the biggest thing keeping him in the lineup is that the Oilers penalty kill the second in the National Hockey League. He's one of the penalty killers. That's the biggest thing right now. Five on five. He's out there with Nuge. Yeah, five on five. He has not had a good year. Tonight, there was two plays in his own end. One end, he was behind the net, and he got pushed off the puck. And I can't remember which star it was. Took the puck right out in front and almost scored. Uh, those are things that can't happen if you're a third or fourth line player. They tried him at center. They wanted to see if, with a little bit of size down the middle, if that would help playing against a big team again like Dallas. Uh, Jujar, I mean, he played 11 and a half minutes tonight. Eight of those, even strength. I mean, he played 246 shorthanded. That's where he. That's why he's in the lineup now. Whether that continues or not, uh, it, especially when Nygaard gets back, but uh, it's like a it's like a centerman that wins. 60% of his face-offs. He doesn't do anything else, but if he wins face-offs, he's got a spot in the National Hockey League. And that's right now, Jujar's penalty killing has kept them in the in the lineup on a nightly basis.
2: Where win 2-1 in overtime, we have Andy calling in tonight. Hey, Andy, go ahead. Yes, um, just wondering, uh Paulman and Green, how long are they going to be able to line up? Because we need these guys. Yeah, Green's going to be back. Well, he's been out almost a week, and they said three to four weeks. And Clefbaum, he's on the trip. He's pretty close by the sounds of it. I don't know if he plays Thursday, but he's getting close. Clefbaum will be back first. Green will probably be end of March. Yeah, he might be back for just the last Game or two. season games.
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, Clefbaum will be back hopefully in the next week's, week or so. He's on the trip. Which usually means that there's a, a chance of him playing. Uh, but, yeah, hope, I mean, Clefbaum is certainly... Certainly missed. I mean, there's other guys playing big minutes because Oscar's not in the lineup.
2: Well, and that's the thing. I mean, Darnell Nurse, uh, like 31 minutes tonight. That's that's a lot. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's a- it usually like, usually he gets the second most minutes of the left shot D, yeah. but he's getting the most because Clefbaum bomb is out. And I I would still prefer. I and mean, you now Tippett obviously doesn't want to do it this way or Gulletson. I would actually prefer if Bear got the first rotation on the power play. 100%.
3: 100%. And then when when Green was in the lineup, I would have had Green playing on the power play instead of Darnell for a couple of reasons. One, both Bear and Green see the ice better than Darnell. And two, that would cut off about three, four minutes of his ice time where he'll be more effective five-on-five because he won't be as tired.
1: Yeah.
2: But they'll keep rolling with this. Uh, I mean, Caleb Jones has had a good year. He's kind of become... He's the second guy right now. Here's the thing. When Clefbaum, assuming Clefbaum, Nurse, Jones, and Chris Russell are all healthy at the same time, does Chris Russell get scratched or does Benning get scratched and Russell goes to the right side? Actually, well, if Green's playing... No, but Green
3: Green won't be back for a while. Okay, so... Like, uh, it's
2: possible that all those guys I just mentioned uh, could be
3: healthy at the same time because it's... Well, no, no, it'll be funny. It'll be interesting to see... Because Dave Tippett likes, he came out and said he likes lefty-righty. Yes, Which would keep Benning in the lineup. Having said that, I think he has more faith in a Chris Russell than he does in a Benning. I mean, and you just look tonight, shorthanded. Chris Russell played over five minutes tonight, shorthanded. Five minutes. It's hard to to take him out of the lineup when there's not a player in the National Hockey League that puts his body on the line more than Chris Russell does. There just isn't so it's veteran leadership. I mean, I mean, I'm a fan of Benning too. But the one thing that the Oilers will have when everyone gets healthy is depth on the...
2: Well, and again, we can't, we can't, we can, we can say what we like and what we would do. But this coaching staff does not use Benning a lot, especially no. since he came back. No, from he had them. He played I mean, more before had, he got he's hurt. He's had games with eight minutes. Yep. Tonight he had ten.
3: Yep. No, I agree. And what'll be interesting too? I mean, when Clefbaum comes back, that takes ten minutes a night off of Darnell Nurse. He'll be down around 20, 21. And Jones, who... How much did Jones play tonight in this game? He played, well, 14, 13. He'll move he down... He played less than usual. Yeah, and he'll play down into a third-pairing defenseman. Well, he played less because they had Russell, and they have... And This was a specialty team game, so a lot of players that just play five-on-five played a lot less The
2: numbers are skewed tonight because of all the power plays but but it is going to be an interesting decision for the coaching staff richard's up next on the phone line you're going to hear from alex chase on as we roll along tonight 2-1 win for the oilers hey whenever they get to five or more like they did last night we turn on the japanese village goal light on 630 com. that means you can print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village, Triple A steak, succulent seafood cooked at your table. Celebrate your census. All right, 2 1 Oilers win. We're going to give you the news and weather here. Overtime open line, courtesy Heartland Ford. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Oilers win 2-1 in overtime against the Dallas Stars. The Oilers have won three straight. They are 36-23-8. They go 2-0-1 against Dallas this season. The Stars get the single point. They're 37-21-8 on the year. They have a good team. Oilers are having a good year. And uh, I think I picked Dallas. I mean, preseason predictions are so... Because you look stupid a week into the season, right? But, but I did pick Dallas to win the Stanley Cup preseason.
3: And who'd you have them beaten in the finals? <laughs> who'd you have?
2: Okay, sometimes I make dif- different. Oh, picks I know where you're going. Just to. so I'm not the
3: same as everybody else. So it's going they gonna have a tough time winning when I they're not gonna Florida. make the playoffs. I yes,
2: Florida. I was like, they got Quinville and Bobrovsky. And I'm not picking Tampa Bay or Boston because that's because that'd be silly cliche. picking the good teams. Well, I picked the good teams last year and I was wrong. So sometimes I just go off the map on purpose. Uh, it was so you,
3: you're not winning in Vegas. Oh, actually, well, you picked Dallas to win, so it doesn't really matter I, who they I be. do know some
2: broadcasters, not going to mention any names, who they make a preseason pick, they make a midseason pick, they make a trade deadline pick, and then they make a start of the playoffs pick.
3: And then after it's all said and done, they said, oh, yeah, that's the team I picked. Right. Yeah, I'm not naming Bob either.
2: <laughs> 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 okay, uh, who's writing in here? Dilbert. Wasn't that a wasn't there a comic book about Dilbert? A yeah, comic he, strip. Comic strip every every week in the in the newspaper. Dilbert, nice to see you've become real. He <laughs> says uh, typical passive defensive game in front of Koskinen tonight. What are your thoughts on the trend for top tier teams when they flip the puck out past the far blue line to relieve pressure? Seems to kill momentum and usually allows for a line change. I'm laughing because whenever this happens in a game, I'll go flippy. Yeah, he,
3: he uh, does. He does. Sometimes when I'm not really paying attention, it kind of startles me. But it's a great play. It's a fantastic play, and it's actually an offensive play when you've got a McDavid or well, Russell flipped that one McDavid track
2: yeah. down and scored against Philly.
3: Um, Detroit with Larkin. Anytime you got a guy that's faster than everyone else, flip it up. And what we saw in the past too that when you flip one really high, and you've got a defenseman standing there, standing still, waiting for it to come down, trying to catch it, there's a bit of a fear because you don't want to get run over. If the puck bounces in front of him, it, takes weird bounces, uh, it relieves pressure. It also gives you an opportunity to to create a, a one-on-one or a possible breakaway going the other way. The it used to be a little nerve-wracking because the sticks. You weren't allowed to have illegal curves. So sometimes you couldn't flip it. So you go to flip it, you'd put it up two feet, some guy would knock it down and come back. Nowadays, with the sticks and the curves everyone
2: has, it's pretty easy to flip it up quite high. That's our adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. Richard calling in tonight. Go ahead, Richard. Hello there, Reed. Hello. How are you tonight? Good. Good, good. Pretty proud of our team. They're doing great. We got the right management, it
5: looks familiar. Like going back to the early 80s. Management and coaching, we got it now. But we need Bouchard up
3: soon.
2: Uh, I don't think you're going to see yeah. Bouchard this year. Might have to wait till next year, Richard. Well, he'll be good. We need him. <laughs> thanks, Richard. We got
5: a great team. We remember you well. We're season ticket holders from the Wainwright area.
2: Oh, good stuff. Well, thanks for calling, Richard. We appreciate it. Take care. That is Richard at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. As the Oilers win 2-1 over the Stars, we'll update the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers? Head to edmontontrailer.com. Golden Knights up 2-0 on the Devils with 12 minutes left, so if they win, they'll move two points back ahead of the Oilers for first in the Pacific. After two, Toronto and San Jose tied 2-2. Canadians beat the Islanders 6-2. Johnny Boychuk took a skate to the face in that game. Uh, post-game, the Islanders... Uh, uh, just said he was getting evaluated. Blues beat the Rangers 3-1. Penguins dump the Senators 7-3. Boston wins a showdown with Tampa Bay 2-1. The Wild, like Rob said, they're they're hanging in there. They're coming on. 3-1 victory over Nashville. The Jets beat the Sabres 3-1. Chicago, who is the Oilers' next opponent, all over Anaheim tonight, 6-2. The Raptors win 123-114 over Phoenix. And curling, Alberta 6-0 at the Briar. victory over Quebec tonight.
3: And one of the trades that uh, happened at the trade deadline, Vegas picking up Leonard from the Chicago Blackhawks. He's in net tonight. He's already got one win for Vegas. He's on pace right now for a shutout in his second victory for Vegas. That was something that they needed. They needed a quality backup goalie to Flurry, and they got a guy who was one of the best in the National Hockey League last year. So Vegas, a great pickup, and it's paying dividends already.
2: All right, let's head back to Dallas, the guy who got the overtime winner tonight, Alex Chason. You guys battled for 60 minutes. What does it mean to have the confidence in your goaltender who's doing everything he can to keep you in it?
5: Yeah, uh, stellar performance by Miko tonight. Um, just key saves a key moment in the game um, there were times where you know they were coming at us for three four minutes and kept making saves uh, kind of you know gave us a chance to come back and create momentum against for ourselves so uh, our goaltending has been uh, a key part of our success this year and both guys are um, every time they're in the net they give us a chance to win
3: that uh... You know, over time you go with four forwards out there just, you know, just talk us through your goal and, and I'll, I'll see.
5: It. i'm usually a decoy <laughs> 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 um yeah kind of we've worked on it in the past uh three four weeks just um more so through going through like uh our patterns and things like that so um, you know we got our first two leading score in the league and uh Nuge is a tremendous player, so uh it was kind of a funny bounce. I think it, it, he just missed it or he bounced off his skate or something and um uh, it was weird Leon was on the other side and I'm like, you know, am I shooting this one or am I might I might pass it to him so uh guy went in I, I i know for myself I've have had good uh chances in the last uh no six, seven games. It's just hasn't been going my way, but uh found a way tonight to and I get a big point for our team.
0: Alex, you haven't been an oiler for for too too long, but do you do you see the difference between this team and, and, and last year's team in the way that you were able to win this game whereas last year maybe it would have been a lot tougher to pull this one out?
5: Yeah, I, I think we're we're growing as a team. Uh I think a a key part that that goes notice is the addition of some guys. Uh uh, guys like um, you know James Dale and I comes in gives us a big boost. He's he's a big part in the locker, locker room. Same with you know Mike Smith. Uh, those are guys with a lot of experience. Uh, they know what it takes to win. You know they've been around for a while. So um, I think there's there's been key addition to our locker room, our our main core. Our young guys are getting you know a year or two older and uh, they're feeling more comfortable uh, in the locker room, in the locker room between periods and. Um, you, know, you can't really teach that it takes time and uh, this is where our team's going right now I
0: think it was more impressive than, than last night's win I know they're very different games but last night's game maybe seemed to suit your, your starters a little more a little more offensive and this being able to pull out, one out was a little more impressive
5: that's a tough win tonight um, you know, coming off a back to back a team that took St. Louis to seven games last year uh, they're deep in the lineup uh, gutsy effort for us
3: It's been a while since you were a member of the Stars organization, but does it give you any boost? I know you've been on some teams since then uh, to come back to Dallas and and
5: play your game. I mean, I started my career here. um, So, you know, I played two years here. um, They gave me my first chance, but, you know, that's just how it goes in hockey. There's there's trades and things like that that happen. So Everything happens for a reason. Uh, I believe in that, um, and I'm thankful to be part of this team I, uh, I'm on now. Uh, this is a great group. I have a chance to play, you know, watch probably the best two players in in the world right now every day, and uh, I don't take that for granted.
2: Alex, chase on overtime winner. Edmonton takes it two one. They get to 80 points, making it already their fifth best season since 2005.
3: That's really funny, actually.
2: <laughs> With 15 games left, they've already. Well, they had some bad years, Rob. They as did. You may remember. Apparently, Michael on line one. Go ahead, Michael. Hey, Reed. Hey, Rob. How's it going? Going well. All
5: right. Uh, just a question for you guys. 2016, uh, new coach, new uh, <laughs> new manager. We made the playoffs this year again. New coach, new um, manager. We made the we Well, hopefully, we're making the playoffs. Uh, but my concern is do we not make the playoffs uh, in the next two years, or what is Ken Holland
0: going to do different than what Shirelli did?
2: Well, first of all, that was the second year for Todd and Peter because the yeah. first year was Connor's rookie year and they didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, we'll we'll see. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's there's always going to be questions with the roster and re-signing guys. So I don't know. I, I, I'm just hoping people are kind of enjoying this year. Every game is close. It's been a lot of dramatic games. Some of the others have won. Some they've lost. They, they should be in the playoffs this year, barring something really bad happening. I, I, I would think in the summer, Holland is probably going to have to make some decisions about what young players he wants to make room for, and I think he would probably still want the team to be better five-on-five five because goaltending and special teams are a huge part of the Oilers' success. How he does that, you know, who are going to be the Shane and Archibald of this coming summer, I don't know yet, Michael. I'm not really thinking that far ahead. All right. Thanks, guys. Okay, appreciate it. Tell you what, we got to take a quick timeout. It's 10-15. You'll hear from Dave Tippett. Oilers win at 2-1. Overtime open line, courtesy Hartland Heartland Ford. Well, the Oilers pull it out in overtime. Mikko Koskin Koskinen, the story tonight with 42 saves. Nugent Hopkins on a power play in the second period. Klingberg tied it on a power play in the third. Chason won it on a power play in overtime. So the Oilers bank a couple of more points. They're likely going to be in uh, second in the division by the end of the night as, uh, well, Vegas now up 3-0, so they will be second, two Mm -hmm. points behind uh, behind Vegas, and now they go into Chicago for uh, end of the road trip on Thursday.
3: The one thing that we've seen with games against the Blackhawks is they're fun. There seems to be a lot of scoring chances. Uh, Connor and Leon are the two elite uh, offensive players in the National Hockey League, but there's a guy in Chicago that's been one of the elite offensive players over the last decade, and that's Patrick Kane, who's still... Uh, is an elite player in the, in the league now. So it's always fun when we when the Oilers play against the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks, they, they've got some offense up front. they got some talent up front where they lack is on the back end. And because of that, there seems to be a lot of scoring chances. We quite possibly could be Sisu Ban in that game as Crawford played tonight for the Blackhawks. Saban, so, uh, who struggled mightily for Vegas, could be the goaltender, and the Oilers uh, have the ability to light them up. But this has been a nice run for the Oilers. This was a daunting road trip that they were going on right now. There was fear, you know, if they can at least get some points maybe in Chicago. Now they have a chance to go 3 and on on the road trip, put more pressure on Vegas. Uh, they can make this an excellent road trip Coming home with a victory in Chicago, setting themselves up for the final push here.
2: All right, let's go back to Dallas one more time. Head coach Dave Tippett.
3: Um, Start with the performance of goaltender. Outstanding.
1: Goaltender was outstanding. Special teams. uh, We gave up the one PK goal, but our uh, our power play gets us a couple we need. The rest of it, uh, we weren't very good. They were they were on their game tonight. We weren't very good. Our goaltender was excellent. We'll take the points, but we're going to have to be better than that. Other than our goaltender and special teams, we're good.
3: What do you, what, do you, what does that say about a team when you have teaching moments in wins as opposed to losses? I guess. Yeah,
1: well, you like the points. That's what I told the guys. I like the points. We'll take the points all day, but there is some real learning. Uh, uh some stuff we can take out of that game, just how hard it's going to be. And uh, they came in, you know, we, we we come out of that game last night, everybody's feeling good. You score five goals in the third period, you come in, you're, you know, you just say, hey, let's go. But they came in with a purpose. They came in with a hard purpose to check and put pucks behind us and come after us. And, uh, and we didn't handle it very well, right?
0: Say about your team that
1: you're able to pull out two points in
0: a game like this, where you're clearly not, you know, your, your best effort.
1: Well, you do what you have to do to try to get points, no matter whether you're playing well or not, Playing well, and it, it speaks volumes for the goaltender and the special teams. But five-one-five, uh, you know, we weren't we weren't nearly as good as we needed to be. And uh, you know, some of that your you're a tired team coming in, and they're really playing well. But that being said, there's some things that we could do to help our game out, and uh, and those are things we'll address moving forward. You. Mm-hmm. Got a defensive zone face-off with 11
3: seconds to go in regulation. You keep your time out in your pocket. Was that just one of those hunches that uh, you
1: might get something in the? You overtime? might get something, and we might need it in overtime. And we took it. We needed it for the four on three. Yeah. I didn't like our five on three. We didn't execute very well. So, uh, in overtime, those can, can become valuable because whether it's to rest a key player or a, a you know a power a power play situation. And 11 seconds there, I felt good. Our, our you know, if you the other thing is, if you take a time out there, our guys were all right. If you take a time out there, then they rest their line that had been out there, and they throw their big guys back out. So that's a that's one you have to take a calculated risk. And fortunately, it worked out for us because we used the the, the time out in overtime. Four forwards on the four on three in overtime. Yeah, with Clef not here, we just might as well throw caution to the wind, and away you go, right?
0: <laughs> that, the part of that, give Darnell nurse a little bit of a break. I know you're, you're going for a
1: cold, but he, he did play a lot tonight. Yeah, he played a lot, but but no, that's just a matter of, you know, our four-on-three when we work on it. It's usually cleft there without cleft there. Nuge can take that, and uh, uh, we've, we've had Chase on there or Neil there at different times, but uh, Chaser came up with a big goal for us tonight. On it. Can you speak on Darnell and just the minutes he's logging right now? He's really yeah. been a horse for you guys. Yeah, he is. He's, it's... Uh, you know we're looking forward to get Clef back actually cuz it's you know it kind of knocks everybody back a little bit which is good for your team but i give nursery credit he's you know he's chewing up minutes like crazy and, and playing really hard so all the credit to him but uh, you know once clef comes back i'd like to see it gets everybody balanced out a little more what did you think of Vanille's return? Hey, it was good i thought i thought uh, you know I'd, we kind of Went off the board a little bit and put J.J. at center ice. And I thought the line, uh, it was a veteran, you know, kind of heavy line that uh, I thought there was not a bad start for him. Can you
0: explain enough that decision a little bit more to put Kara in the middle
1: and I guess a little bit expand on how he did? Just just looking for a little weight there. I've been thinking about trying that for a while. And he came into this game tonight and uh, I felt like we were going to need some weight. And, and, and uh, just to get, you know, we, we wanted to put a... If you look at our forwards tonight, we had a real NHL veteran lineup in there. And, uh, you know, you hope they react right in certain situations. But just kind of one that I've been thinking about for a while, and today was the day we decided to do it. Chase
3: on said he was the distraction on
1: the four four on three, but you, you you like him in that spot, that net from pair. around the net, you know. Him and Nealer have both done a real good job for us, but uh, it's great to see him get rewarded because there's a lot of work that gets put in around that net. And sometimes, um, you know, when the shot goes in from farther out, those guys don't get the credit they deserve for being around the net. So it's good to see him. Uh, you know, we got a we got a bounce there, and he steps in and he buried it. Good for him. Just to go back to, to Carey.
0: see him being valuable as a penalty killer? That that helps keep him in the lineup and, and
1: uh, give, him, give him a spot. yeah service, yeah no he's he's a valuable penalty killer for us so we'll see it's just you know you're always trying to expand people and maximize what they can do so we'll we'll keep tinkering around we've got we've got some good depth now that we can uh, you know we can show some different looks in our lineup today we wanted a little veteran and heavier lineup and uh you know, some of the results, 5-1-5, five, five, were mixed, but I thought that line was pretty solid. And two
0: stick penalties to uh, athens you how
1: did you maybe view those? One was, was a poor call, one was, uh, one was a soft call, the other one was a was a call, but that's the other thing. That's, those ones bother me, not not uh, those particular ones, but the penalties itself bother me because when you're in a back-to-back and you know a team's coming at you hard, every penalty you take is uh, that's, that's putting you under duress again. You know, we took a few there. The, the problem with the, the penalties, like the, the one on Larson, last one, we had that puck on our stick two or three times in the zone and don't clear it, and then you end up battling and, and it takes a penalty battling. but. There's no, uh, if you make the good puck play with that, we, we never get to that battle, you know? So there's some of that that we can clean up.
2: So the Oilers get their 20th road win of the season, 2-1 in overtime against Dallas. Koskinen, 42 saves, chase on the game winner. At Chicago on Thursday, 5 o'clock face-off show, game at 6.30 here on 6.30 Chet. Thanks to our studio producer, Kellen Kennedy. Get more on 630chet.com, globalnews.ca. Oilers hockey presented by World of Spas. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reid wilkins you've been listening to overtime open line courtesy heartland ford orders of won three straight have a good night
1: 6 30 chad inside sports with reed wilkins weekdays at six on 6 30 chad